Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to invest in yourself by tuning in today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators. They fall into several different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, we have our small business owners, and our local business owners. We have our marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses, who we call the business creators. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who create your business with your own hands on the marketing levers. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show or go to our website and click the big button. Today, we are going to have a lot of fun with our topic and with our guest. The title of the interview is going to be called Using Social Media to Build a Business. Now, I know you're thinking, boy, Adam, haven't you covered social media before? And the fact is we do have an entire track on social media in the archives of the Business Creators Radio Show. And the fact is, yeah, you could go online right now and you could watch a webinar, the five tips to social media, uh, how to get more engagement with your Facebook posts. But let me ask you this question before you do that. Will any of those webinars, any of those other podcasts, any of those other freebies be taught by a man who builds companies in Batman underwear? I don't think so. For that reason, I want to introduce you to Dan Henry. And just to tell you a little bit about Dan, he went from being a broke pizza delivery boy to a multiple six-figure-plus income earner who is a nationally known entrepreneur who helps businesses and entrepreneurs build profitable businesses online using Facebook and Facebook ads. Dan has been featured on Huffington Post Live, Acorns, NBC Orlando, and CBS Tampa. In addition, Dan opened two local successful nightclubs in Florida using Facebook ads and flipped them for a six-figure profit. He consulted national chain affiliates such as Sam's Club and Subway on digital marketing and built a t-shirt line with thousands of Amazon sales using virtual content marketing. Guys, get your pen and paper out. You are going to get a ton of information here. And Dan Henry, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. All right. Uh, what I normally ask our guests when we first bring them on, uh, I read your official bio there. It sounds very good. Uh, it shows a lot of achievement and shows a lot of reasons why people need to lean in and listen to what you're saying right now. Uh, we know that you used to be a pizza boy and now you make Bruce Wayne money as an online <laughs> entrepreneur. So what I am dying to hear, and I know we only had a couple minutes in the green room before we went live, I'm dying to hear what is the story behind all this that brought you to your intersection of brilliance and passion? I get the part that you were a pizza delivery boy and now you have multiple six-figure businesses, and I have an idea of the trajectory, but what passionately has driven you to where you are? Well, my, my answer is probably a little bit different than other people's. Usually people have some sort of like um, really positive answer to a question like that. Right. Mine, mine was really out of pure anger and frustration. Um, mine's a little different. You know, I, when, I, when I started learning digital marketing, it was a two-year process. Basically, I was still delivering pizza because, you know, I, I 
I would trudge up, you know, three flights of stairs to deliver a, a pizza, you know, through six feet of snow to get a, a $2 tip. And I was just like, this is crazy. So I decided to, you know, look into something and really learn a craft. And I, you know, I landed on digital marketing. I spent two years doing that. Um, I went through girlfriends like crazy and, you know, my friends and family and uh, a lot of older generation would say, oh, you know, you're wasting your time, you're pipe dreaming, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know anything about business. I just a lot of negativity came my way. Uh, plus, I've always had a young face, so it, I still get that today, you know. Right. Uh, and that all just kind of built up inside of me um, to a point where I, I had to succeed, if not for the money, just, just to be able to say, hey, you were wrong, and, and shove it in their face. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's true. And I've, I've, I've honestly, I'm like, that's actually probably a personality flaw of mine. I've actually gone back and actively seek, sought out people that, uh, that said that to me in the past and been like, hey, look, you know, um, pro- probably – Probably not the classiest thing to do, but not not everybody's perfect. Um, but yeah, there was just a lot of that, and it just drove me to stay up all night, learn, get up in the morning, learn, go deliver pizza, get out of there as soon as I could, learn. Um, not the healthiest lifestyle, but definitely one that brought me a lot of knowledge that you know got me to where I am today. You know, um, anytime I find myself as an entrepreneur thinking, boy, I really don't like this. Boy, this sucks. Man, I, I don't mean to, I, you know, this is, this is hard stuff. All I do is I think about my experiences in the corporate world. And mm-hmm. while I met some great people there and while I had some good learning experiences, what typically happens is my, is my two arms will raise and, 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 be st- and, and within moments, both my arms will be bent, but the forearms will be standing straight up vertically, and my middle fingers will involuntarily extend. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can definitely relate to that. I, I, I totally sympathize with that. You know, it, it's, it's – and a lot of it, you know, I, I've had a lot of time to reflect, and a lot of it, I think, is because – the older generation, they'll look at millennials with pure disdain. And you know what? I don't blame them. I look at most millennials with pure disdain because their fathers and grandfathers achieved 10 times more than they did with 100 times less opportunity. You know, people complain about the economy, which I don't understand. I mean, you, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you could not sign up for a Facebook account and start making sales. Even if you knew what you're doing, it didn't exist. That opportunity didn't exist. So, right. you know, I, I don't think the economy is bad because it's bad. I think it's bad because people are lazy. You know, uh, I think it's a com- I think part of it's lazy. I'm going to agree with you at least partially on that. Uh, the other piece is, uh, and you know what? I've, I'm going to find myself agreeing with you more and more that people are lazy because here's the reason <laughs> why. Um, I, I, I had to stop myself as I was thinking about this, and that's not necessarily a bad thing that they're lazy. It could be just that they don't have the knowledge of where to go. If you've ever heard the expression, you don't know what you don't know, I'm thinking about this. Just the other night, I was walking out of the cigar shop that I go to, and it's in a pretty upscale type place here in uh, the Summerlin area of Las Vegas. 
And there's somebody who walks up to me as I'm walking out of this cigar shop asking me, they drive up and basically a brand new Ford Expedition or whatever it is. I'm not up on my SUVs. Mm-hmm. And she asks me if I have any money because she's about to run out of gas and she's going to have to push her truck into the gas station across the street because she's about to run out. And I'm thinking, uh, I see how you're dressed. I see the vehicle you're driving. You are not about to run out of gas. And if you are about to run out of gas, then what the hell happened? If I found myself without money, Dan, if I found myself without money right now, I would uh, know that there are a couple resources. I have skills in terms of what I can do online, in terms of online marketing and being a business creator, things I don't necessarily want to do, but I could bring in money today with those skills. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, the outlets are there where I can be connected to those opportunities today. I mean, you ever heard of Fiverr, ever heard of the uh, the various mm-hmm. – mm-hmm. uh, or you can just simply go into discussion groups on Facebook and LinkedIn and find people with problems and help solve them. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I bet you an hour after our interview, I could make a thousand dollars if I just put myself into that focus. I could have a thousand dollars of my name within one hour. I mean, it's, it's that yep. easy. And then the third piece is I would do what you're going to share with us. Uh, you're going to give us some uh, some great things here in terms of some of the journey that you've experienced as an entrepreneur, how you move from being a pizza boy to helping businesses. Uh, grow businesses wearing Batman underwear. I just love that. You build companies with Batman <laughs> underwear. I got to keep coming back to that. But before we do, there is one question that I ask everybody who appears on this show, and our listeners can hear the drum roll, and my cats are all excited because they think that means we're going to play with the wand toy. But here we go. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that anybody, including Dan Henry in his Batman underwear, say that they need to do, except for time and money. This is a question we ask everybody who appears on this show. What I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So, Dan, how do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today? Well, you know, when it comes to time and money, here's the thing. Being a successful entrepreneur, being a wealthy, independently wealthy entrepreneur is hard. It's kind of like wanting to be a professional baseball player or wanting to play for the NBA. It's one of those things that if you want to achieve it, you have to sacrifice a lot and you have to do things that you don't realize you have to do, you know. Right. Um, I, I sacrificed sleep, time, money just to get one small win in the pool of thousands of wins required to actually become successful. So I would say that whatever time you think it's going to require to get your goals, whatever money you think it's going to require, uh, you're nowhere near what it's actually going to require. And you know what? That's just the nature of this thing. You know, to be independently wealthy. I mean, I own my home. I, I'm, I'm not even 30. I'm 29. I own my home. No mortgage. Um, right. There's not a lot of 29-year-olds that can say that. I mean, I've owned it for four years with, with, with no mortgage. Not a lot of you know, uh, 25-year-olds can say that. So to be able to achieve something like that takes a lot more work and dedication than most people really realize. And so that's what I would say. I would say be prepared for the long game, the long haul. Be prepared to go further than you're mentally prepared right now to go because you will have to go further. 
Yeah, as I was coming up as an entrepreneur myself, people, I think they meant well, but they didn't quite understand what I was doing, what we're doing here. And they would see me doing the hustle and doing the grind. I'd be working nights. I'd be doing stuff on weekends. And I'd be saying, but I thought, I thought you owned your business. I thought you were own, your own boss and you could work whenever you wanted to. And I, my answer to that was very simple. And I would just say, and I'd let them think about it. It's like, yeah, I am working when I want to. Right. Well, that, you know, the thing they say about entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs are the only people that will work 80 hours to avoid working 40. Remember what I said earlier about the uh, the forearms up vertically and the involuntary <laughs> rise of the middle yeah. fingers? It's yeah. uh, kind of it's kind of the same thing. That's my response to the idea of the forty hour a week paycheck. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's alleged security, but you're in somebody else's hands. Somebody who views you uh, probably is an economic unit. There are good companies out there, I'm sure. Uh, I know people that have done very well in that lifestyle. I know people who are doing very well in that lifestyle. Personally, I fall into the category of the unemployable, and dagnamit, I'm proud of it. So that's just how it is. Oh yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I was always I was always late for work, and I, I was yeah no, I I think I'm right there with you. <laughs> well, with me, I just didn't have time for that politics nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. Did, I did, I never was passionate about something unless it was mine. You know, unless right. it was something that I had my hands into. Um, you, you know, I, I had to have a emotional investment in it for me to really, truly, truly care. And that's when I knew I had to do my own thing because I wouldn't be able to serve other people well because that's just how I how I was wired. So I knew I had to serve myself. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Dan, why don't you uh, – what we want to do is we want to dissect some of your story here. So if you could tell us a little bit about some of the social media platforms that are out there today – that are available to entrepreneurs to achieve what you've achieved. And just tell us some of the differences and distinctions between each one and why we should consider each. Well, you know, I get asked this, this question or a variation of this question quite a bit. And, my, again, my answer is going to be a little bit different. Most experts will tell you to be on every social platform, to be on as right. many as you can. And, you know, that's not bad advice, but – for me personally, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't do that. I, I am primarily on Facebook, and the reason for that is I would rather be, um, you know, I would rather be a master of one thing than jack of all trades. You know, I, I used to try to be on every social network, and it just divided my time up so much that I couldn't really, I couldn't really win big at any one of them. Um, now, one thing I will say is I'm not saying. I'm not saying that everybody should do that. I'm just saying that, you know, be realistic with the time that you that you, you have and, and try to win big at at least one thing rather than spreading it out uh, across many platforms. But the best way to decide which platform, whether it be one you're going to focus on or two or three or four, whatever you have time for, is think about where your potential customers actually are. For instance, my potential customer is a aspiring entrepreneur. So you will find a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs on Facebook groups. You'll find them uh, well. You'll find them on Facebook, and you'll find them in groups. So because those strategy groups and those entrepreneur groups are so popular, you know it's almost almost certain that if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have a Facebook. Therefore, 
I can either market on those Facebook groups, and I don't really market on them. I just show my face and help people, and people naturally look me up. Or uh, I do Facebook ads, which is my bread and butter. As far as the other platforms, I think I think personally, um, I think Twitter is is kind of going on the on the down spiral. I'm, I'm echoing Gary V's sentiments on this. I agree with him. You know, Twitter's on its way down. Snapchat is on its way up, even though I absolutely hate Snapchat. I can't, I just can't, I can't get into it, but I know it's popular. But it's popular for the younger generation. Um, you know, it, it's mostly popular for like 18 to 25, and, and my audience is, is more 25 to 40, 25 to 35. So me being super active on Snapchat isn't really going to benefit me as much as really honing and focusing on, on Facebook. You know, and then there's Instagram and, and and all that. And if you're, like, into fashion or if your brand or business is very image-heavy, obviously you should be on Instagram. Mine is not. Mine is, you know, strategy. Mine is uh, um, advertising media. So, you know, Facebook works well for me. But here's the thing. There's going to be a new platform every five minutes, and one will die every five minutes. Obviously, I'm exaggerating on the time span, but – you know, so it's, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily you should focus on which one. I think you should focus on the overall concept and whatever one happens to be there at the time for you to do that is what you should focus on. Um, I, and Facebook, Facebook is really doing well because you know, Periscope comes out. Oh, we can do live streaming now. We it's another way to be more social to connect with our customers more. Facebook's like, okay, fine, live streaming. Boom, there it is on Facebook. You know, so I think. I choose Facebook because Facebook is sort of um, on the ball when it comes to, you know, either being the first on the block for new things or if they're not the first on the block, they quickly recover and, and get on the block. Um, you know, I, I started to get into Periscope because I like that ability to, to live stream. But when Facebook came out with live stream, I was like, well, I'll just do it on here. You know, all my, all my audience is following me. They're, they're on here. So that, that would kind of be my approach to it. Um, I don't try to focus on what networks. I, I, I try to focus on what's working right now and how I can be more social and, and, and you know, build a better relationship with my customer right now. And whatever net, network that's working the best with right now, that's the one I would choose. See, that I, I love that approach. I, and I see folks who do try to be on every single platform out there. It's like, oh, well, if I, if I don't get there, my competition will get there. In some cases, it's fine to let your competition have it, because mm-hmm. who said that? Who who said your competition will be any good? And who said your competition's in the right place anyway? Um, I see folks True. who will be on twelve different networks, and what they're looking to do is they're looking for a software where they can post the thing in one place, and it'll put the same thing on twelve different networks. But that's not even yeah. an appropriate approach because. The formats are different, the audience is different, and the engagement is different. Think about it. Uh, you know, you I, – I mean, I know the, while you focus on Facebook, you also are on other platforms because I've seen you on a few other platforms. Uh, it's uh, off, off the top of my head. I'm not remembering exactly what they all are, so some of what I'm saying may I'm be – I'm mainly on um, Facebook, Twitter, and I'm, try, I'm trying to get into Snapchat, um, but really right. Facebook. Um, I think I'm on Instagram too, but I've maybe posted like – Three total pictures. I don't know. Uh, again, right, I'm exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of my interactions on on my private Facebook group that I've created or my email list. So I, I kind of go right. I cut through the noise and go right to where I need to be. 
Exactly. And, you know, there are days when I just don't have anything to say on Facebook myself. But I will tell you that I check in with discussion groups every day. Oh, yeah. That is the only thing I have time for. Yeah, if that's the mm-hmm. only thing I have time for or I'm feeling completely uninspired, and there will be something inside one of those groups where I can be of service. I, I just know it every single time. So, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you may be on several different platforms, but you know that uh, you know being on Facebook, being on Snapchat, being on Instagram, being on Twitter or LinkedIn, you know that not only are these different platforms, but you yourself will often be in a different state of mind or a different area of focus when you're on that particular platform. Like when I'm on my, when I'm on my personal Facebook and I'm outside the discussion groups, I'm there just to build friendships. Uh, you will very rarely see anything on my personal Facebook wall that even talks about business. It's largely about uh, cats and my observations on society because I'm mm. building relationships and having conversations with people, uh, but giving people a chance to see the real Adam. Now, when I'm on LinkedIn, now we're having more of a business-type conversation, so some of the stuff I post on Facebook might not be appropriate, and vice versa. Right, right. I I mean, me personally, I don't really have, I guess, what I would consider a personal Facebook. Um, Yeah, it's my personal Facebook, but I pretty much do – I post the same type of stuff as I do on my business page because – you know, I, I I have my friends in real life, and I have all that, and um, I don't, you know, actually most of my friends I've met in real life, I've met through business, you know, or through some right. sort of business. So I really don't, you know, I don't, um, I don't have like a special page just for my personal views. I'd let, I, you know, by the time I get done with all my business stuff at the end of the day, I'm I'm pretty much done with <laughs> Facebook at all. I don't want to put anything on there. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. So, uh, what I one of the stories I'd love to hear, and and again, there's so many things in your history that I think are just so awesome. Is you use social media to buy a nightclub and then flip it? Uh, I got that you did not do any print advertising, and you didn't do the flyers, the coupons, and you didn't do the bouncer slash publicity agent who somehow makes. Uh, happy people show up out of nowhere. It's just social media marketing. And you made this the hottest spot in town. And a year mm-hmm. later, you flipped it for a six-figure profit. How can yep. I do that? Because I could use six figures. Okay, well, first of all, don't because it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I spent a year dealing with this nightclub, and I made about $300,000 in profit at the end of the year when it was all, you know, the dust had settled, which is, I know to most people, you would say, oh, my, you know, that's 300 grand, you know, but um, uh, looking back, I could have taken that same skill, that same time and effort, I made a lot more than $300,000 with a lot less hassle, uh, but be, that being said, um, you know, lesson learned, this is, this is essentially what I did. Uh, I bought this nightclub, which I basically bought it for nothing because the guy had got shut down. The bar was a complete wreck. It was the worst spot in town. The bartenders were known for doing illegal things, uh, drugs, stabbings. It was bad. It was in a bad part of town, not on a main road. So, you know, I just happened to be in the area visiting a friend of mine's shop. And I, and I saw this place, and I walked into the leasing office, and I said, you know, can you tell me the story on this? And they told me. And I said, well, what's the rent? So 
they told me the rent, which the rent was ridiculously low for what it was. Uh, plus, because the guy didn't pay his lease and he got kicked out, he had left all the equipment, all this bar, you know, thousands of dollars in bar equipment. And, and I asked the, the landlord, I said, what's the deal with all that? And they said, well, he passed his uh, right to pick it up or whatever the statute in Florida is. And she said, if you if you rent the place, you can have um, you can have all that. Not have it, but you can use all of that. Uh, so I said, well, all right, you know. So my plan was to take this extremely lean, you know, very, very low-cost uh, business because of, you know, the rent and everything was so low and I didn't have to invest a lot into the equipment and use my skills to make it successful, uh, even though it was, you know, everybody told me they were like, oh, what do you know about – and, again, I went, I went through this again, you know, oh, you're too young, what do you know about bars? And I didn't know anything right. about bars. I just watched Bar Rescue, you know. Uh, I, just, yeah. I just Googled you know, and I was like, it can't be that difficult, you know. So I learned the bar part, um, but the promotion part I, I pretty much knew. So what I did was I documented everything I did on social media because when we bought it, we had 30 days to open. So, or I gave us 30 days to open. So, you know, we documented everything. Every day we would post five, six, seven things. You know, if we were stripping the bar down, we would post that. If we were building a cooler, we would post that. If we were cleaning the floor, we would post that. Um, you know, if we, I even made it funny. Like we actually found a bag of money that was taped underneath the bar. Nice. Money to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I held it up, you know, I mean, I just covered all this and it, it gained so much interest and people saw the club sort of slowly develop and they got sort of emotionally invested in, in the story of this horrible place coming together into this super, super nice place. So when it came time to open on opening night, I sold, uh, and this was my this was my plan. I sold it was like I think twenty five dollars all you can drink, and my plan was I figured okay I'm not going to make a ton off the liquor because, you know, uh, I'm probably going to break even because you know twenty five dollars all you can drink that's you know there's not a lot of room for margin there. But because with that deal plus all the hype. I would pretty much put everyone in town in that bar that night. I would instantly put us on the map, and everybody would know who we were, and it would be worth it. Uh, so that's what I did. I, I pre-sold tickets on Facebook and on on the event. I sold a ton. We had 240-something people come to our opening night. And this was a place that on a Saturday night maybe had six people in it prior to me opening. First night, wow. we had 200 – I think it was 243, if memory serves. 243 people came um it, you know it we it was we did extremely well and it just it just blew us up put us immediately on the map everybody immediately knew who we were and you know i had a lot of bar other bar owners that you know cuz they 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 came as they came over and like visited as we were remodeling and they were like oh hey i just wanted to welcome you to the you know that whole fake thing or whatever and i was <laughs> like oh yeah you know and and they're like, you know, just so you know, be prepared. It's going to take you at least a year to really build it up and this and that. I'm like, oh, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, within, you know, a couple of months, I was the number one spot in town. And right. I, you know, I was, there was only, only one other bar that was as busy as us. And it was, you know, some nights we, you know, we were neck and neck. And, and, and this bar took seven years to build up. So to me, I think that, I think it's BS. I think, you know, when people say, oh, it takes time. It ta no, it doesn't take time. If you're if you're dedicated and you take the time to learn and gain the knowledge and you know what you're doing, 
you can build a six-figure income or whatever your goal is in a very, very short amount of time in a month if you really wanted to. You just, you just need a little knowledge and a lot of coffee. Um, so that, that's what I did. And I then used Facebook ads to continue making the place busy, do big events, um, and we, we just rocked it. And then I sold the place and uh, moved on. That's beautiful. And what I love about the story is – that you were focused on speed, you were focused on implementation, and you were focused on your results. When I set an intention, I like to start with the result and work backwards, and that sounds in some ways similar to what you did. Uh, I, you know, when you started telling me the story about you bought this nightclub, it was dilapidated, the bartenders were into some hinky stuff, and you found a bag of money taped underneath the bar, is that what you said? <laughs> Yeah, it was a bet. Yeah, they 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 taped it under there to probably hide it from the owner to get it later. You know, it's like a little trick bartenders use. Yeah, I'm think I'm thinking. At what point did he call bar rescue? That went through my mind. No, I just watched a lot of bar rescue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and if you if you look at bar rescue, that's kind of the same thing where effectively they have a week to turn an establishment around. That's why you see some of the techniques they use, the, the rapid-fire training, and that's why you have John Taffer who has his coaching style. And the reason he is that way, some people say he's mean, some people say he's belligerent, some people say he's a, a loose cannon, but it's actually the exact opposite. He knows he has a very short period of time, so he needs to break people's paradigms and help them look at things differently in a very short period of time. And and uh, easy does it is not the way that's going to get you there. Oh, oh yeah, I I, I kind of took the same approach he did. It was funny. My my bar manager, um, I would I would come and some days I would come in with a like a, a notepad and I'd be like, okay, and she'd be like, oh no, you watched Bar Rescue again, didn't you? <laughs> I, I would make all I would make all these changes, you know, because here's my thing, okay, and this if you really want to know how I've succeeded multiple industries so quickly in my life i'll tell you the secret right now it's very simple um and i think i think i think tony robbins i think i'm quoting tony robbins when i when i say this um if you want to learn how to do something find somebody that knows how to do it and copy them uh and and that's what i do i I find people that are successful and i figure out how they're doing it and then i do it and and you know when i unfortunately when i was coming up there wasn't a lot of really good you know, internet marketing courses. Most of them were just there to make make money. Um, and I think today we have a little bit more honest people out there. And that, that's what I do when I sell a course. I try to be that person, you know. Um, but I, I, I figured, you know, okay, John Taffer, obviously the guy knows what he's doing. So, you know, I'll, I'll just follow him. And I checked into him. I made sure it wasn't just TV, BS. I made sure that he truly did do all those things they claimed, and he did. So I figured, okay, I'll follow all his advice, I'll, I'll trust him, and I'll implement it, and it worked. And it's really that simple. People, I know that probably right now there's a lot of people listening to, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And they just pass it by. They just they take that, that piece of advice, and they put it in one ear, and it goes out the other. And they agree with it, but they don't actually write it down, bold it, and then go out the next day or that next hour and start making that happen. They just sort of process it, and it goes in the other you know, in the pile of things they're never going to do anything with. And that's the reason why most people don't succeed, and a lot of people, uh, or a very small amount of people do. Um, the people that do are the people that take advice like that and get super excited. And they're like, oh, my oh my Lord, I, 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 can't, I can't wait to put this into practice. And they're excited about it. Um, those are the people that succeed. 
Right. Now, here's another thing that I love about your story, and I was hoping you could share something with us about this. Uh, among your accomplishments you list on your website is that you now have a 30000 or rather you build a $30,000 per month blog. If I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me the question, how do I monetize my blog, I would have a lot of dollars. So if you could share something to help some of our listeners on that, I have a feeling we'll have a moment of silence across the Internet as people rush to implement. Well, here it is. Um, I don't know if you're going to like my answer. <laughs> uh, right. the, the, blog, the blog that I built was years ago. That was, in two, that was the first thing. The $30,000 a month blog was an affiliate blog on electronic cigarettes. I've, I've since sold it. I don't, okay. I don't blog anymore. Yeah, I don't blog anymore. Here's why. Um, people – and I, 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 I sold blogging courses in the past, and I stopped. I stopped dealing with bloggers, uh, and here's why. And I'll be frank with you. Most bloggers – are, are just not serious entrepreneurs. They're just not. They sit there and they, they go, oh, should I use WordPress or should I use Blogger or should I use Squarespace? I don't even want to hear that. I just I want to go away. That, you're not a serious entrepreneur if you say things like that. Right. You know, at the, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter if it's a blog or a podcast or whatever. What are you trying to do? You're trying to create income. You're trying to sell a product. You're trying to promote a product. People will start a blog to start a blog. And that just makes no sense to me. You know, I started my blog because I had no money. I had nothing. So it was $6 a month for hosting, and I had to figure everything else out myself, and that's how I started my blog. If I want to make money today, I don't need to blog. I can just run a Facebook ad campaign. I mean, I've run a, a, a Facebook ad campaign before where I spent $80 over the course of 48 hours, and I did a webinar 48 hours later, and I made four grand. So at 39 hundred dollar uh, $3,920 profit in 48 hours. Y yes, it cost me $80, but it was quick. It was there. If I wanted to do that with blogging, you know, for instance, um, the, the biggest blogging that I've had lately was last year. Um, and I saw this Walking Dead episode where uh, Glenn, the character Glenn, was thought to have died. So literally two seconds after the episode ended. I put up a blog post, Six Reasons Why Glenn Isn't Dead, Number Six May Shock You. It was kind of like a clickbait post. And, yeah. Um, it went viral, got two million views in three days, um, and I sold a ton of t-shirts because I have an Amazon t-shirt company, which I'm, I'm actually selling right now. So, <laughs> But uh, I, it sold tons of t-shirts. I did $5,000 in AdSense in a few days. It, it was great. But I had to wait for just the right time and, and just the right opportunity to really make that happen. With something like Facebook ads, uh, I don't have to. I need to do whatever I want. So here's the thing with blogging. If you're going to start a blog to make money and you have funds, I would not recommend a blog. If you have, if you have several thousand dollars to put in your business, I wouldn't blog. You don't need to blog. You know, why, why, why are you going to take the hard road when the easy road is right there? Um, I would invest it into education. I would invest it into a more serious aspect. Uh, you know, I don't post. You see, people post on their blogs. They say, "Oh, how, how often should I post? How many po post?" I say, "Don't post at all unless you have something decent to post." I don't care if you post once every six months. In fact, on that blog, I hadn't posted in two months. It was just one I had hanging around, and and I posted that, and boom, made money. I, I didn't need previous posts. You know, it just it worked for that moment. So unless you have something profound to post, why are you posting? It doesn't matter how often you post. 
Because at the end of the day, you're trying to create revenue. You're trying to sell a product. So blogging just a blog is a waste of time. And on a side note, yes, of course you should be on WordPress. And yes, of course you should buy something like lead pages. Uh, no, you shouldn't, you know, stress over 10 or $20 a month for this or that. If you are, then you don't, you need to be working at McDonald's. You need to get another second job. You need to be doing something else. You, not, you need not to be in the way of other entrepreneurs. If you're stressing over a $20 a month tool to grow your business or to grow your blog, you're, you don't belong in our group. Go away. Okay, right. that's just how I feel about it. You just don't belong here. You know, please go get a job at Save-A-Lot or, or Walmart and go, do where, go be where you're supposed to be. If you can't sacrifice a couple packs of cigarettes or uh, that extra sandwich that, you know, if you can't sacrifice those things to build your business, you don't need to be in business. You know, uh, I have been an entrepreneur for 13 years. I've been in online marketing for 13 years from in different areas of it. And I have a long list of people who would fret over $5 here or $10 there. I'm reminded yeah, of a client insane. I had. I'm reminded of a client I had almost 10 years ago. And uh, somehow, I don't remember the exact sequence of events, but somehow somebody went to his website and bought his own study course and somehow went through PayPal instead of his merchant account. And as a result of this, it cost him like uh, an extra point three two four percent in merchant fees on his $497 home study course. And he wanted to spend uh, all kinds of time trying to figure out how that could actually happen. Uh, and I, I was trying not to be sarcastic when I said, okay, I understand you're a little, a little concerned about it. I said, I'm not a little concerned. I'm a lot pissed. Like what? Over wow. 17 cents. Wow. The point yeah, of the see, story, the point of the story, so we can keep it focused on you, Dan, is uh, this guy uh, six months later was working in corporate again. I believe it. I totally yeah. believe it. That's just what. That's yeah. just one. That's just one. And this is the guy who was teaching people how to get out of their corporate jobs and claim the life of their wow. dreams. So, <laughs> yeah. So it just goes to show that within all of us, we have things we all can work on. And yeah. I wish, yeah. and and I and I wish this guy would have been more successful at that because as a coach, I think he was actually pretty good. Uh, but unfortunately, things like this can get in our way. I mean, to me, I'm very judicious about this. I don't take on, in fact, in fact, the Business Creators Institute has a policy. We do not take on another major investment unless we have gone out and increased our revenues by twice that amount. That's not because we're cheapskates. That's because we want to keep growing our revenues. So if I want to buy something nice. Yeah, so if I want to buy something nice, I say, cool, I'm going to go buy something nice, and at the same time, I'm going to serve twice that many number of people before I do it. Yeah, yeah. Takes me out there because I can go get that money today. You, you know, I used to I, – I, I went through a progression with people like that. Um, you know, after uh, – when I, when I had my $30,000 a month blog years ago, for a brief moment, I thought about teaching and coaching and, and all that. But I was like, no, you know, I've only had one successful blog. Why would I teach? And I didn't. And I went on to start several other, you know, successful businesses, consult businesses, all this stuff. And now finally in 2016, I've decided to to move, finally move into that and, and coach. And, and, and I actually like it better because uh, I like seeing other people succeed and, 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 and you know, get more success that they would not have had if they didn't have that training. But 
I when I first started in this whole coaching, and I hate the word guru, but people say that I hate that word. But, right. You know, I wanted to help everyone. You know, I wanted to help bloggers. I want to, you know, I wanted, uh, you know, and I would sit there and I'd say, no, 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 don't worry about the $15 a month to get good hosting. Don't worry about the, you know, and, and now I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know what, just move on. I, I don't, I don't have anything for you because people, those people will never make it. You know, if right. you are, are a person right now listening to this show and you're sitting there and you're thinking, do I really need uh, you know, hosted WordPress, or can I can I do my blog on the on the free one? And if you're doing that, <laughs> you're, you're never going to succeed. Turn turn the show off right now because you're, you're listening to some nothing. You're spending 60 minutes doing it because you're never going to succeed. You're never going to make anything of yourself with that attitude. So why are you let, go go watch SpongeBob or something? I, you're, you're you're wasting your time. And that's what I say to people when they come. You know, if they start with that stuff, I'm like, listen, I'd love to help you, but I just I don't think. I'm the right person to help you. The people that come to me that I want to help are the people that are hungry. They are like, they'll message me and they'll be like, Dan, I'll do whatever it takes. How do I make this happen? Or they'll see me do something. They'll see me get interviewed on TV or on the radio, whatever. And they'll, they'll, they'll say, how do you do, you know, and they'll, they'll be hungry. And I can sense that hunger. And when I give advice, they listen, you know, they listen. And that right there is the type of person I want to work with someone who is hungry, someone who realizes that it's going to take that extra four pots of coffee. It's going to take not getting a little bit of sleep. You know, it, it's not easy. And anybody that tells you that it's easy, oh, make, you know, $500,000 in 30 days and barely work at all, that, they're just trying to sell you something. Okay, the person that's, that's being real with you is the person who's telling you, no, it's hard. And, you know, you might buy my product and, you, but you still have a slim chance of succeeding because you'll probably, you know, I forget where the statistic is, but I think it was something like, you know, 75% of people that buy online courses never actually take them. It's some crazy statistic like that. I, I read it the That's other true. day. Yeah, and I was just like, well, well, thank you for the free money, but what, what are you doing? Like, you know, so I don't, I, you know, I don't try to guarantee res- I used to try to guarantee results. Now I say, listen, if you complete all this or you follow this, you do that, you will have results. But if you don't, you're not going to have results, you know. So it's it's it really – you have to understand it is hard. It's not easy. And anybody that tells you it's easy is full of crap. Yeah, that's, that's, very, that's very, very true. Uh, and, you know, with, with me, and we talk about uh, the entrepreneurial lifestyle and things like that, you know, the bottom line uh, when it comes to things like this is – uh, people would look at me and say, I thought your entrepreneur meant you're supposed to be your own boss. So why are you working these nights and why are you working these weekends? And why are you, uh, you know, and what are you doing? Shouldn't you be uh, relaxing? Why don't you get a life? And the way I look at it is, hey, if I'm sitting around at 10 o'clock and uh, all of a sudden the answer to that problem I've been trying to solve pops in my head or I find myself thinking, all right, I want to learn something now. I'm going to go for it. Absolutely. I'm going to go you, for it. You have to. You have to. Yeah. So uh, one of the questions I like to ask everybody who comes on Business Creators Radio Show, and this is going to be a little bit of a shift. I mean, we've talked about uh, you know, how to approach social media platforms. We've talked about a lot of the mindsets that you can apply to social media and how to be successful and the mindsets for business in general based on your own experiences. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, – you know, social media etiquette, some of your thoughts on social media etiquette 
and how also to utilize social media in such a way where you don't have to be on your smartphone 24-7. You're not one of those drones in the restaurant peeking at the phone. The waiter wants your order. Okay, so social media etiquette. Um, <laughs> this is probably another unique answer you're going to get. Uh, I used to worry a lot, a lot about social media etiquette. Um, you know, I trying to be super professional, and and this was when I first started getting into coaching and things like that. Um, because I, I thought, well, if I'm going to teach people internet marketing, I got to be professional, right? Well, I was wrong. Once I, you know, started and I was being professional, I, I kind of sounded like everybody else. You know, I was I I was the same person as everybody else because everybody's trying to be super professional and not say, you know, curse words or, or whatever. Um, and I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm keeping it clean because I wasn't, I wasn't briefed on, on your uh, policy on your podcast. for, for profanity, Oh, go but, for it. Oh, well, fan, fan fucking fantastic, man. Yeah. yeah. And I, I curse like a sailor. Um, okay. Yes. So here's the thing. Uh, I had a revelation one day and that was, you know what? People are real people. When someone gets frustrated, they say fuck. They don't say, oh, I'm having a terrible day, unless they're like British or something. You know, they say fuck. They're like, shit, right. this sucks. Okay, so I'm like, why am I going to try? If I'm, if I'm really going to relate to my customer, why am I going to try to act like some, you know, unicorn that doesn't really exist? So I started being more real. And when I started doing that and being more myself, people really started to connect to me. And I actually released this video. I, I, I just took my cell phone because someone commented to me on this thing and they said, oh, you know, why would anybody listen to you? And they weren't, they weren't a fan of mine. They were just some random person. They're like, why would anybody listen to you? You, you say, you know, you say fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I, I, I grabbed my cell phone. And because when I, when I do private coaching, I'm very intense with my students. Um, if they're not doing something right, I will yell and curse at them. And the reason I do that is because, you know, people don't have time. They do not have time to, to have it, you know, uh, be, be, be pampered. They need to realize how important an aspect is that they're doing wrong so they can fix it now. And that's why I get results from my client. I have one client. Her name uh, is Nat Tucker. She's a personal stylist in, in uh, Australia. And uh, – if she does something wrong, especially if I told her twice, I'll scream and yell at her over Skype. And she loves it because her first course that she launched, she sold 13 copies at $800, which is not bad. That's pretty good. After she took my coaching, her very next launch, she sold 45 copies at $800. Okay? And she was ecstatic because I got her to fix stuff quickly because I was intense. So I took my iPhone and I made this video and I, it was on the word fuck. And I was like, this is why I use the word fuck. And then, of course, I used the word like 20, 20 30 times in the video. And I, was like, because, and I was like, because if you don't fucking listen, if I, if, you know, if I say, listen, make sure that you ask an open-ended question um, at the end of your email or, or tell them to watch out for the next email because it will really help. No, you're not going to listen. You're like, okay, and you're going to put it back into that bin that I mentioned earlier where you don't do anything with it. But right. if I'm like, listen, listen, asshole, thank you emails get read at a rate of 95%. Normal emails get read at 22%. You need to fucking impress them on that thank you email. You can't drop a fucking ball, okay? Put in there something awesome that's going to show them that you have the fucking goods and they need to whitelist your fucking email. If I say that, you may be taken aback. You may be like, oh, wow, this guy's 
intense, but you're not going to forget what the fuck I said, okay? And and love me or hate me, you will remember that shit. So when I did that and when I put that video out, after I put it out, I was almost a little worried. I was like, oh, I wonder if people are going to, you know, react bad to this. I had dozens and dozens of comments like, I love you, Dan. This is awesome. And then, like, I just had a ton of new followers. People people shared it. It got shared, like, I don't know, like 100 times or something. I had new people joining my group, my email list. I had people join join the group, and they're like, what's up, fuckers? You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my Lord. And people loved it. And these are not, you know, these are not low-quality people. These are, these are CEOs of companies. These are small business owners. These are uh, coaches. I mean, these are people that make 30 grand when they do a launch or something like that. These are These are people right. that are legit entrepreneurs. And guess what? Real legit. You think that the CEO of, I don't know, like some big, huge company like the Walmart Corporation or, or CEO of like some, you know, men's clothing store, you think when they're at home and they, they stub their toe, they go, oh, ouch. No, they go, shit. Okay. Because they're real, they're real people. And if you try to be somebody fake, you're not going, you know, and yes, you will lose a few people who are like, well, I'm not going to listen to them because they curse. Well, then fuck you. I don't want you anyway. You oh know, my go, God. Go away. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing. I, I like, I like my people, you know, I like my people, the people in my group, they, they listen to me, they're following I mean, everybody in my, in my Facebook group, um, you know, or on my email list for the most part, they, you know, they listen to what I say. I would rather have a group of 500 people that all, you know, really consume what I say than a group of 20,000 people who are just kind of like, eh, you know, I don't want to try to please everybody. I only want to try to please intense entrepreneurs because I'm an intense entrepreneur, and that's who I want in my circle. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Bar Rescue earlier and how many expletive deleted uh, yeah. moments you find that. in that. And it's, and it's for a reason, as we, as we said, John Taffer's approach is he needs to break people of their previous paradigms and help them see the new way and he literally only has hours or days to do it he doesn't have six months to get to uh you know the careful languaging and you know let's let's think about this like no you're fucking up yeah, you gotta and, you fucking know what? stop this yeah. right now your your fucking kids are on the line yeah, that is the exact approach i get and here you want to know why i take that approach because I'll give you an example. My private coaching, I charge $300 per hour. And yes, yeah. people pay it. And I do, I can't, I, I'm full right now. I, I have a waiting list of people waiting to get on private. I can only take on so many, otherwise I'll be freaking on Skype all day. Right. But yes, I charge $300 an hour. So here's how I do it. You're paying me $300 per hour. I can't sit there and be like, oh, make sure you do this. It's a good idea. No, I have to break it down to you intensely, and I have to get through that thick skull of yours and into your brain. Otherwise, you're not going to get $300 an hour worth of training, okay? And the only way I can do that is to be super intense. Now, yes, if there is somebody who's like, yes, I will do that. Okay, yes, I will do that. Then I probably would never be that intense, but that doesn't happen. People get on the call. And I'll say something like, all right, you need to uh, ask these questions to at least 15 of your potential customers. You need to look for a pattern, and I'll, I'll tell them what to do in terms of market research. And they'll be like, oh, well, I've been working in this industry for 15 years, and I know what my customer wants. And my response will be, well, then why the fuck are you on the phone with me? 
why the why the fuck are you paying me three hundred dollars an hour? Obviously, you don't fucking know. So just do what I say, and, sh- and and then I'll explain to them why. I'll explain to them, you know, you're asking leading questions, you're not asking the right questions, and that's why you're failing. You know, and then I'll I'll throw a, a statistic at them from a previous client, and then they'll be like, oh okay, and then they'll they'll do what I say, and then they'll get results. But if I'm just like, well, just 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 think about what I said, and, and you know, maybe try it. You know, they're not going to get three hundred dollars an hour worth of training. Right. That's that's true. That's true. And you know, in in my case, in my case, Dan, you know what I run into a lot are uh, you know when I when I try and uh, coach people around uh, you know how often you should send emails to your list. You know that debate, right? Should I send emails every day or send them every other day or something like that? And I get questions if I'm coaching them through an email sequence, like, well, well, how many emails are there? And I'll say, well, for our first part, there are ten emails in the sequence. And how often are we sending those? And I say daily and then they start shaking their heads no no we don't send them daily and i say what <laughs> what and uh and 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 i will just i will be relentless on that like says says who well well you don't understand our market yeah i haven't understood a lot of other people's markets too so tell me more right exactly. and in the end and in the end i find out it's just their best friend doesn't like getting a lot of email Oh yeah, it's usually like one or two people that like at one point made a comment, and so they just automatically attribute that to their entire audience. Yeah, ninety percent of them they haven't ever spoke to. Yeah, right, 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 right. Or they have that one bad experience with somebody who was mean and said, "You sent too many emails, so I don't want to get your, I don't want to get your stuff." I mean, you know, and I tell people, I I had somebody once who, and I still have the email receipt to this day that shows that he opted into my list. Uh, and I know exactly where he came from and what webinar I was guessing on when he opted in. I have his IP address and everything. And he sent me a cease and desist letter because he was pretending to be an attorney, even though he isn't, uh, with all, with all these legal <laughs> things I'm bound to. So, and I, and it's like, uh, it's like, believe probably me, not I, I thought that was that funny. Letter. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So if you haven't had that happen to you, you have had nothing happen to you. Come on. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I I think it 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 all depends on what you're doing, your audience, uh, and that's not just email. That's in anything. You know, maybe maybe one email is too much. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's just right. It just depends on what you're doing. So for someone to just automatically say, well, that's too much, without knowing anything or or doing the research or or or, or whatever is. It's just a classic trait of people who don't succeed. They automatically right. have an opinion on something they know nothing about. And right. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Co- you know what coaching is mostly? It's not teaching people how to do things. It's convincing people that what they're doing isn't working. That's like 90% right. of it. If, if, if people would just shut their mouths and listen to other people who are better at it than them, which is, again, why you're paying that coach or whatever, they would see better results. And that, that's, you know, that's what I – Yes, again, that's how I've succeeded. You know, if I, if I, like when I, when I wanted to get in shape, I didn't listen to guys with dad bods on how to get in shape. I, 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 I went and listened to guys that were in shape. You know, I, a lot of the trainers at my gym have mediocre bodies. So I would walk over to the guy in the corner who's, you know, jacked, and I'd be like, hey, dude, yeah. can you give me some advice. You know, I don't care about the damn, it, look, I don't care what, what certification you have. If you're standing there with a friggin' soccer dad bod, I don't care what certificate you have. You know, I'm not gonna listen to you. And that's how and that's how I do it. So if you want to learn, you know, Facebook ads from somebody, you you choose me. 
and you look at my successes, you, you look at the real estate stuff I've done and the webinar stuff, you need to listen, you know. And most of my – all my clients that sign up listen, but sometimes you have to break down their perceptions in order to get them to truly uh, – to truly actually take that and do something with it. And all my clients have success because I beat it into their brains because there is no way I'm going to charge 300 bucks an hour or $2,000 for a course or whatever and not have someone succeed and then say, oh, it didn't work. I'm going to beat it into them because the, the way I sell is results. I don't, yeah. I don't like to sell. I hate being a salesman. So what I do is I get awesome results for people and I just say, look, here, here you go. Like, there yep. you go. And people buy, you know. Um, I, I, I wrote like a 8,000-word sales page recently for a product I was selling, and I actually polled people that um, signed up. This is a, thousand, a $1 to $5,000 product. I polled people that signed up, and I said, how many of you actually read the whole sales page? And they were like, right. oh, no, I didn't really read it. I already wanted to sign up. So, you know, yeah. I mean, just goes to show you. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're actually right at the top of the hour here. So what I want to do is 30 seconds, turn it over to you. And I, I understand you have a special gift for our listeners for investing themselves today. Yes, I do. It's a, it's a guide. Um, it's a great guide. It's called uh, Seven Proven Steps to Creating, Running, and Profiting from Facebook Ads. And it's uh, kind of in cheat sheet format. You can get it at danhenry.org slash seven steps. Uh, and it's it's a, a great PDF. It actually outlines my whole process that I use 99% of the time when running Facebook ads. That's fantastic. I know a lot of our listeners tuned in looking for the secrets to Facebook ads. Uh, I frequently do a speech myself on how to do product launches, and most of the times I give the audience a recording because what I want to share during my hour with them is something completely different. So during your hour with us, you gave us incredible mindset and business strategy and communication skills that people need to go back and refer to again. And for that, Dan, I thank you. No problem. I've, I've, I had a great time coming on. I love your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dan Henry of danhenry.org, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and an education. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.